apocalyptic plea for love. Uh, when to share the story of this girl I met, like in a really unique way. Not your average girl. No, this chick was a goddess. She was, in my opinion, the most beautiful woman I've ever seen, actually, in my life. Uh-huh. And, um, but it was kind of a cool story of, like, how we met. I was, uh, a week before I met her, I was in Seattle with my parents, and we were kind of hanging out, and we were going to the Cascade Mountains. We were going to stay in Seattle, do some shopping there, hang out, and then go to the Cascade Mountains to Diablo Lake. And on the way back, we, from Seattle, through the Cascades, we uh, came through Highway 2 and through the, my opinion, the desert of Central Washington State. Uh, the canyon lands in there. They're called the Coolies. You have the Grand Coulee, you have the Moses Coulee. Um, there's a couple Coolies in that area. I went through this, the Moses Cooley on the way home. Is that on the Snake River? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, the, I must be thinking somewhere else. Well, the Snake River is really close, um, I think. The Snake River flows into the Columbia River, I believe. It does. Um, but we were coming through this, what's called the Moses Cooley, and I just like really liked it. You know, I was just like, "Wow, this is a really cool canyon!" Like, <laughs> it just like extends like for so so many miles, and it's just like the the basalt rock cliffs of this canyon are so like they look like uh, they're so square, like yeah. they're so uh, rectangular, like the the they're. I mean, it's just so straight and perfect. It's Vertical just, and yeah. horizontal. Yeah, just like, I mean, it's just like, how in the heck is this so perfect? It almost looks like at some point in time it was like literally perfect. Like, you know, but it's eroded yeah. over millennia and, you know. But, so I thought, this is a cool place. So I was like looking online. So I wanted to see more pictures of this you know, people that had taken, you know, being in this canyon, because it's so long and vast. <laughs> and so I found there's this place, there's actually a lake in this canyon called Jameson Lake. And right next to Jameson Lake is this waterfall, it's called Dutch Henry Falls. And so I was like, oh, I want to go check out this place. So the next week after I was with my parents, I went to Dutch Henry Falls. Because I was like, I want to see here is like the first week of... Uh, summer 2019 and I just wanted to see if there was going to be any water flowing off of it you know over the waterfall because there's been some pretty cool impressive pictures that have, like the Seattle Times actually did a uh, picture recently of Dutch Henry Falls frozen and it looks pretty pretty incredible <laughs> nice that's <laughs> cool yeah totally cool so um so anyway, so I was like going to check out this falls 2019, last couple months before normalcy ended here in, yeah. in the world, in the United States. And the world, yeah. It really world. was. It really was, you know. And uh, so 
I like got on the trail. I got there. It took a, about an hour and a half or two or so to get there, and uh, it was like heading down the trail, getting close to the falls, and all of a sudden, like I saw, like underneath the falls was like, a very beautiful young woman, like naked underneath it. <laughs> And she's doing all these like essentially erotic poses. And like I thought, I mean, this is like living in the middle of nowhere. You know, I thought it was like literally like you know, it was like me and her, like like the only two people here in this canyon right now, you know, like is is That is crazy, man. Yeah, it's just like this canyon is like so enchanting in this water. She was naked. She was she was butt naked. And at first I was like, when I saw her from a distance, like I couldn't tell for sure. But when I got closer and I realized that she was, uh, she like saw me at that exact moment. Saw like the expression on my face. I was like, oh my gosh, dude, like no way. Uh-huh. And she like saw the expression on my face and she's like started laughing. Uh-huh. And then started like smiling at me and like I started laughing and smiling and, uh-huh. and then I started hearing other voices and there was like uh, two other girls that were with her that were naked too oh man and one of them was like taking pictures of her as she was doing all these like essentially erotic poses while underneath this waterfall yeah and I was like crazy man chick do some crazy shit but what's crazy about this whole situation is the night before I was at I was coming out of uh, like Safeway at Shadow Park and uh, I just had this audible voice in my head that said I'm about to do something you're really gonna like And, uh, like, I believe it was God. I believe that God told me that, like, I'm about to do something you're really gonna like. I had no specifics about it, but I just, like, believed it in my... I just believed it in my soul, you know, that it was, like, a true... Because I've never really had, like, an audible voice in my head really before. Have you ever had an audible voice in your head? Yes. Really? Like what? You. No, no, an audible voice in your head of like... It was you. What? My one audible voice of my whole life was you. What What do you mean you're on my audible voice? I just, in my head, I just heard you one day say Riley, and I called you. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and I picked up. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, and I just gave you that, yeah. That was pretty crazy. So, yeah. But it wasn't an audible voice from a human being. It was, but it wasn't like we were face-to-face and you heard it face-to-face, like a normal audible voice, right? Right. It was an audible voice in your head. Yeah. And this is like what happened to me coming out of Shadow Park Safeway. Like, it was an audible voice just like that that you experienced with me, like, many years back. But I believe that it was God, the voice of God, and he was like telling me this like very vague statement, but yet profound. Well, I don't think you could be, even if I heard you, it, the only way something can happen 
kind of like occult methods that could be used to like accomplish that kind of a objective, I believe. But that yeah, would be of the well, devil. That's, that's, so not, that's not really fair. Us. That's not fair. Yeah, that's not fair. That's that's working with the black arts, and that's forbidden. Uh-huh. You can use that kind of stuff and get results and stuff. I'm not denying it. I'm just saying that God is God is gonna punish those who like do fucking those black arts, dude. Yeah. You know, so. I don't know if you want to do that, but this was not that. It was just a very vague, brief statement in my mind as I was walking out, clear as day. Um, about to do something you're really gonna like. The next day, I ended up stumbling across this girl, and like right when I realized she was naked, that voice came back into my head and said, "This is what I was talking about." Uh. And I just felt like I just believed it. I was like, "Yes," and so I just like continued to like try to connect with this. Goddess. Uh-huh. <laughs> you might say, I just felt like she was. I called her the goddess of the grotto. And her, uh-huh. fr- her friend liked that. But I just like walked up. I just kept on walking up closer because I was like wanting to talk to this chick. You know, I was just like. Yeah, I was just like. naked? Yeah. Exactly, and that's what, exactly what I did, dude. And I just kept on walking, and her two friends like said to me, "They're like, they're like, oh, we're kind of naked right now." And I was like, I was like, yeah, it's something I've never seen before. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. And I just kept on walking, and like walked right up to her two naked friends. They're like sitting right on the banks of the pond that this waterfall was flowing into. And I was just like standing there. And I was just like talking to this chick started talking to her and stuff so I was like this is the chick dude this is the chick I want to marry dude so he's like love at first sight one what's that I just felt like it was dude like this is the chick that I was like waiting for you know and so I just like started engaging with her and I just felt like we really hit it off I was like just hanging out with her and her friends. Her friend was like taking pictures of her, and then she like came down from the uh, waterfall, underneath the waterfall, to like in the pond, and like literally could like reached out and touched her. She was like so close to me, just fucking naked, doing all these sensually erotic poses. It was almost like tantra kind of poses, or like tantra yoga or something, some kind of like stuff like that. And her friend was taking pictures of her with a nice camera. Some hot. Oh, dude. Yeah, and she had this, like, really cool, like, necklace on. That was the only thing she was wearing. It was a necklace, and it was, like, kind of like a Native American kind of indigenous people's kind of... That's pretty cool, Yeah, it was a really, really cool necklace, and... Yeah, and then, like, a family came. Like, after some time, probably about, like, ten minutes or so hanging out. And, uh, I could hear their... Them coming there like kids, and I told the girls, I was like, I think you should put like your clothes back on because I was because kids, kids are coming. They so they're like so like okay, like yeah, you're probably right. That's a good idea. I think so. Uh, I don't. So was, that was kind of it. But week later, I like went back there. Because I felt like God, like, connected me to this chick. You know, like I said. I, I felt like God said, I'm about to do something you're really going to like. And I've been debating to myself. This is what my debate is in my mind. I'm like, 
that God just wanted to kind of give me this cool opportunity to see this gorgeous woman, like the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life, like naked, in this really cool enchanting desert canyon. Just like the experience of that, and that's kind of it. Yeah. Or is he like, it's just like the one, like you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, giving you something. Yeah, or this is like, yeah, this is like God bringing my potential soulmate into my life or something in a special way. So I just like really didn't know, but I just felt I like. I guess you should have got her email address and number. Well, it's like I wanted, I probably, I probably would have done that because, but it was kind of like the whole situation was kind of sabotaged by this family coming out of nowhere. Like I was saying, it was like, this was in the middle of nowhere. I mean, oh, I, mean I wasn't really man. expecting anybody to be coming like around anytime soon, but apparently this, that Chenry Falls is like a pretty popular place. Um, but nevertheless, like I just prayed to God. Like, I mean, obviously after experiencing something like that, I was just like thinking to myself, like, I was like praying to God I was like God this is like super cool you know and you know it's like what should I do and I was like I felt like God told me like take a step of faith and go back to there you know like and see if she's there yeah but I don't think he's testing your faith in that way I think that he should have turned away when he saw it. Turned away? I wouldn't have, but... Turned away when I saw her naked? Yeah. Oh, and not proceed any further? Yeah. Because it says in the Bible not to engage that kind of stuff. But I wasn't really liking... Senses wrong. But the thing was, is like I wasn't even like looking at her though. I was just like talking to her. Like I was trying to be respectful of the whole situation and not even like. Uh, I see where you're coming from though too. Like, but I felt like this was like a blessing of God, and I was supposed to connect with this chick. You know what I mean? But I was trying to be respectful. I wasn't like being perverted. I wasn't handling myself in any sort of a sexual manner to her as being totally cool, like just a normal guy. And she's just like dressed. You know, like, I wasn't even acting like she was naked, you know what I mean? It wasn't anything, like, wrong about my conduct, I feel like. Yeah, but there's something going on in both your minds about her being naked. But, there was no inappropriate behavior, though, that, like, within that period of time. Yeah, I suppose that's good. But, so check this out. So I was like felt like God was telling me to like take a step of faith and go back there and see if she might continue on doing her photo shoot like <laughs> that she was like kind of doing that was like cut short yeah, well I wasn't thinking so either but I was like I was just thinking take a step of faith right so I like went out there like a week later I was like going down the path and that's when I came across a rattlesnake. <laughs> uh-huh. On the trail, like headed towards the falls. A week later. What did you do? Well, what happened is like, I was like headed down the trail and moving at a pretty brisk pace. And 
like this the rattlesnake was like slithering really fast towards me down the trail and it's a really narrow little trail and at this particular time the sagebrush was so thick in that area because this is like straight desert desert canyon and I knew there's rattlesnakes here because the rattlesnakes den in all the coolies all over Washington State in the Columbia Plateau area. Yeah. And so I knew they were there. And my first thought was that it was a rattlesnake. And so I just like stopped immediately, like dead in my tracks. Mm-hmm. And then this rattlesnake stopped dead in its tracks. And this is where it got really fucked up. Uh-huh. Because I believe this rattlesnake started to fucking communicate a message to me. Uh-huh. And he said, like, I'm not going to let you pass this point uh-huh. unless you can outsmart me. Uh-huh. And I was, like, halfway down the trail to the waterfall, uh-huh. hoping that, like, I didn't think this girl was going to be there, but I was, like, I felt like that was the word. Like, go to the falls. Uh-huh. Make it to the falls. Take a picture to, you know, for... Describing your story or whatever, like, hey, this was the falls. Yeah. And so. You see, I think the role like that needs to be pursued immediately if you want anything to happen. I agree, but check this out. Check this out. This rattlesnake situation had a lot to do with it, Uh I believe. Because the rattlesnake challenged me on the trail and it said, I'm not gonna let you pass this point unless you can outsmart me. It's like the rattlesnake knew why I was there. Like, and he was like saying, This is my turf. And like, he was literally getting tough. He had a tough guy, like, attitude, man. Like, was he just rattling? No, 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 not at all. At first, so here's what happened. He, we were, he was slithering really fast down the trail. I was moving at a brisk pace. I saw the rattlesnake and immediately stopped dead in my tracks. He stopped dead in his tracks and then like coiled up and didn't even reveal his rattler at first. He oh. was like, I couldn't see it. He was like coiled oh. and it's staring me down and was like revealing me the story, this message that he was saying, like, I'm not gonna let you pass this point unless you can outsmart me. And I'm so like, oh, like, whatever, dude. Like, I'm like, this is in my head, like. But he was like, on the trail, what that was. You do? He was like, well, I'm gonna tell you. He was just like staring me down. And I'm just like, I was about six feet away from him, keeping a good distance, social distancing. And uh, uh-huh. he's like communicating this to me. Like, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. But it's like, ultimately, like, I can't move past him because. The, I have to walk down the trail. Like I can't move around because the the sagebrush is so thick around me that I have to follow the trail to get there. Oh. So until this rattlesnake like slithers away from the trail so I can pass it, like I'm not gonna. You're fucked. I'm fucked. And this rattlesnake knows it. <laughs> and he's basically saying like I'm not gonna let you pass this point. You get pat go past this point without outsmarting me. I'm gonna bite you. And I'm uh-huh. like, what the fuck, dude? Uh-huh. Like, I just want to get to the trail, like, down the trail to, you know, the falls. So, after about five minutes of staring each other down, he finally then slithers off the trail. And I'm like thinking, okay, he's going to go away now. And then he coils up right around the base of this sagebrush bush. I have pictures of this on my phone, too. Like, of this bush and yeah. the trail and even video of the rattlesnake and stuff. And so... I'm, this is like literally right next to the trail, though. It's like, 
Here's the trail. Here's the rattlesnake. Your, this is your rattlesnake. Here's the trail. He's coiled up around this sagebrush bush right next to this trail. And I'm like, I can't walk past this dude, this rattlesnake. And that's when he revealed his rattler when he started slithering and then coiling up around it. And I'm like, yep, this is a rattlesnake. Okay, this is fucking legit. And, and I'm like thinking to myself, like, what am I going to do? He's like, continue to like tease me and test me. He's like, are you going to walk past this point? And he, with him just coiled up right around it, you know, uh-huh. staring me down, like tempting me. Uh-huh. And I'm like, fuck, I, I can't do it, dude. Uh-huh. It's like, I can't do it. And so like, then all of a sudden, like I had this epiphany from God, I believe. And he's like, walk back to your car, get your phone. And if that rattlesnake is still coiled up around the base of that sagebrush bush, this is a legit message. If, however, the rattlesnake had slithered away, then it was all in your head. It was about a seven-minute walk from that point to my car, and then another seven-minute walk back. I I timed it. Went back, I decided, okay. Went back to the car, got my cell phone, came back. Sure enough, that rattlesnake was still coiled up around that same sagebrush bush staring at me. 15 minutes later. Now, this is about 20 minutes in of this rattlesnake at this spot, coiled up around this sagebrush. Doing his thing. Doing his thing. Like, literally being a tough guy, like a gang member, and saying, This is, you're not getting past here. You're not entering this rattlesnake. Dude, I've never witnessed anything in the animal kingdom like the fucking vibe and demeanor attitude and character that this rattlesnake had in anything like, it was fucking crazy dude it was like literally like this guy was a gang member fucking on him representing his turf being a tough guy listen to this so I'm like I get there I got my phone rattlesnake's still there I'm like I still gotta outsmart this thing to get the fuck off so I'm like best thing to do I'm thinking you wanna get somebody to do something they don't wanna do use violent force so I was like okay what can I find that's like laying around the ground that I can throw at this thing to try to like get the freaking move I found this like these pieces of like wood that look like petrified wood or something probably from sagebrush bushes pretty heavy I like picked one up like threw it as hard as I could at at the rattlesnake came within an inch of like hitting it in the head which probably could have like at how hard I threw it and like how heavy the piece of wood was I feel like could have potentially killed the rattlesnake. Yeah. He like literally stared this potential death blow in the face. Didn't even fucking flinch. Uh-huh. I was like about six feet away, you know, from it, keeping a social distance. Threw as hard as I could down at it. There, it's like literally could have killed it. He didn't even flinch. I was like, dude, this is freaking crazy. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, where's another piece of wood? So I was like looking kind of around that area for another piece of wood. Picked up another good piece. Threw it as hard as I could. Came about another inch with it hitting it in the head. No flinch. And this was like taunting me the whole time. He's like, you're going to have to do better than that. To the 
to the waterfall the goddess was under, dude. I feel like this rattlesnake knew what I was there for. I say I'm not get that sexy lady. But check this out. Third time's the charm because I was like looking around. I was like, where's it? Now I was getting pissed. I was like, where's another piece of that shit? And I picked another piece up, threw it as hard as I could at it again. Didn't even come close to hitting it. And it started slithering away. And I got it on my camera, on my phone. And I like booked it down the trail to the waterfall. I wish she was not found. Where she was not found at all. But three weeks later, I went back to that same Shadow Park Safeway. I believe I got that revelation from God about to do something you're really gonna like. And I believe that she was coming out three weeks later after that rattlesnake encounter. Because I believe I won. I beat that rattlesnake. I used violent force to get that rattlesnake to get the fuck away from me so I could get to that fucking waterfall to see if she was there. Uh-huh. God told me, go to the waterfall. He didn't tell me there was going to be a rattlesnake. He said, make it to the waterfall and I'll give you another chance. Uh-huh. Whether she'll be there or it'll happen some other time in some other way. And three weeks later, I believe that she is like coming out of that same Shadow Park Safeway. The sunlight beating down on her, dude. And she's in the hot, most hottest outfit. Uh-huh. I believe it was her and the whole time she's like walking by me and she's like staring at me smiling like she recognized me I'm like is it her it's like is it her could it really be could it really well, I do not know I don't know welcome to another episode Anarchist Church of Christ Doing something new here. Breaking barriers. Well, wondering if you got the cojones. <laughs> Could be one way of putting it. To not get vaccinated and live your life free and not be infected by... Vaccinations. We say that because of Jamie Foxx. Some people are bringing to light about how they believe Jamie Foxx is a victim of uh, being vaccinated. And he's all messed up now. Well, if he is, then he can imagine all the thousands of people that are. Yeah, they're being affected in a, in a similar way. And, uh, you can't go back once you get there and you're jabbed. Jabbed out? For a movie he was in, required a uh, a, a, a jab. 
Yeah, take an uppercut. Boom. <laughs> and you know he didn't want to, but you know all of his mentors and people he looks up to, like Jimmy. It's not good for public relations, you but that dude takes man. Yeah, exactly. You're Jamie Foxx, man. He's gonna take that jab. You have to go 100%, man. Everything you got, you got to get this jab. Well, especially because of, like, it's all orchestrated in California, this industry. So, you know, I just, and that's obviously strongly uh, for the jabbing. Yeah. You know, our boxer is down there, man. <laughs> <laughs> They did celebrate Boxing Day down there, uh, jabbing so much, <laughs> so for the jabs. <laughs> but there's a huge amount of pressure for everybody down there to conform to the mandates. Oh, man. And it's like your career's on the line. Your it, career's on the line. Now, oh, your self-righteous ego is on the line. In California? Yeah. Oh, man. When you're working down there, dude. Yeah. That's the epicenter of the beast down there. <laughs> the beast home. One of them. I believe the home of the false prophet at least. Because Hollywood, I believe, is the false prophet of Revelation. Wow. That's think it is, man. It's the one that promotes all the falsity, dude. All the lies. Through all the stuff that they've made, you know. All the movies and TV shows and music. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's very possible, unfortunately. You know, it's like people that are in that industry are in the industry of the false prophet. You know, they're working with the false prophet down there. I don't know. What do they have to go on, though? What's that? Well, they have to go on, though, besides a false prophet. Nothing. That's what, that's what their mission, that's what their whole, like... In your face down there. Yeah. I, and unfortunately, it's just the way it was supposed to be. You know, like, this thing was supposed to exist. You know? I guess... I believe it was prophesied that this... This great like industry would emerge and you know send it shit all over the earth you know it's like you'll see Hollywood movies all you know over the world now you know <laughs> it's like literally infected the false prophet has infected if it be true that Hollywood is a false prophet then it's infected the whole world at this point I would imagine through technology through eyes and it's all yeah. The eyes is the eyes is the seat of the soul. Yes. Yep. Uh, Senses, sensories. Yeah. Yep, and that's just like what we're kind of trying to talk about here is we're trying to bring to light, you know, our like a sermon of sorts. You know, we're trying to. And bring to light, you know, these, I hope, hope believe, to be, uh, you know, truths of the word, you know, that 
what it has to say to apply it in a realistic form. You know, it's just a lot of perspectives and opinions on these things. And hopefully living some kind of life along that pathway. But only God can judge, though. That's the thing. It's true. Only God can judge. Yeah, but that doesn't make me hopeless. Yeah. Hope that I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's really what I think is important is that, you know, you got the right intention. There, yeah. Which is like... It's all that matters. And that's, yeah, that's, that's right. That's all that matters, you know. It's like, to have the right intention doesn't necessarily mean that through having the right intention that you can't make mistakes along the way is not, like, realistic. Yeah. And that's really... We're just trying to be realistic, ultimately, I think. Real. You know, it's like find the real. <laughs> uh. you know, and that's living an authentic lifestyle. You know, like I feel like I think one of the words that you said was uh, oh, what was it? We're not um, presumptuous or pretentious. Did you say that about we're not pretentious or something? I don't think that was it either. Well, something like that. I thought it was pretentious. Oh, can you look and see what pretentious means without messing with the music? I can just tell you. It just means think about it. Pretend. Pretend. Yeah, and that's what we were saying about us. Like, we're not pretending anything. We're being authentic yeah. in our style. So it's yeah. pre- pretentious is the... I think that was correct. Description of what we're trying to do. There is? Yeah, because we're not trying to pretend. We're not pretentious. We're not trying to be something we're not. We're trying to be authentic in what we're trying to bring to the table. So that's not pretentious. So we're not being pretentious. Trying to say we're not pretentious. Exactly, yes. And that's what you were trying to say a couple weeks ago or something or a week ago when you described us oh. as a podcast. Oh. Cool. Which is good. I felt like that was a good thing. You know, and I remembered that word that you used and I was like, oh, that was a good word too. Yeah. I like that word. Words are good. Learn words. Uh-huh. So Yep. Do we have something that uh we're kinda doing the I like what we got going on here in you and me are kind of doing a dual sermon. Oh, yeah. You know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, a, it's kind of like what we're doing. We're trying to do a church here. And you and me are doing, like, a, a sermon of sorts here on a podcast form. Do, 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 tent. 
<laughs> services. <laughs> Your duty to attend. Yes. <clears throat> Nothing wrong with attending. Because one thing I can say about this church is that this is not, you know, trying to follow some kind of creed of some denomination or... It's not pretentious. It's not pretentious. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everything is just... We want to cut to the quick. It's, just, it's not pretentious. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just... It's real and inspired in a real way. It's not a recycled sermon. Yeah. Something fresh out off the press right now. <laughs> yeah. In this moment, not being teleprompted <laughs> by teleprompters. Because let's face it, a teleprompter isn't a mechanical device that spews a dialogue to read. Somebody it, is behind that. It's not. Somebody's behind that and they're typing something in for them to read that goes through that machine. (laughs) Could it be a demon that creates that? Artificial intelligence? Or a human being? I don't really know. But we do know that the people that are reading it aren't reading their own stuff. And that's what we're not doing here. And that's positive. We're trying to be authentic, transparent. That oh. People who are doing teleprompts are not transparent. They're only there because they want their face in the spotlight because they're a narcissistic cannibal. Uh-huh. <laughs> As the corn song says. And they need something, but they don't know what. As long as they're just looking, there's there, like, for people to see that that's good enough for them. <laughs> it's so it's their ego just enough. We gotta bring it to light. People will be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Lovers of themselves rather than lovers of God. That's what we're here to do. We're trying to say that this is going to be an epidemic in the last days. That's what we're bringing to light, is that we're trying to bring bring to your perspective these uh, issues that are, are happening. A little truth. Yeah, a little truth there, you know, and, and people can then look at it and say, like, oh, I don't believe that, that's fine. <laughs> Fuck off. It's like, what else are you going to believe in? Believe that there is nothing? Uh-huh. That there was never any message from the beginning, or like there was just no no revelation ever in history. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's like, oh, you want to believe that there is nothing, and that like all your actions have no consequence, or you don't reap what you sow, or that there isn't some kind of punishment by. Uh, an intelligent designer yeah. or acting in such a treacherous manner or 
wrong manner, or... Sinful ways or whatever. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean... But then at the same time, there's stuff that happened to supposedly good people that aren't sinful at all. So it's like, how do you justify that? How do you justify that, too? I mean, just like... You think like, oh, that should happen to all the bad people. What happened to that person? That should have happened to somebody who was bad, you know? <laughs> not that person, not that person, you know? That's that's kind of weird. It's weird, but it's happening more frequently. You know, what else is something that's happening as well is like people being wrongfully accused and the guilty party is free. That happens as well. And then people have to, innocent people have to be punished for somebody else's crime that they committed. Well, that, that just, happens as well. It just makes me think of all the crimes that are being solved right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Murders are not being solved. Yep, exactly. Who's the guilty party for those? And in, in manslaughter, I, in, in my opinion, is it far from us or why would they try find manslaughter? Uh, not victims, but. but and yeah. Um, um, yeah. No, but I mean, yeah, we're just talking about guilty parties and going free and, you know, it's just part of the reality in which we live in, you know? It just doesn't make sense, but ultimately, is there going to be a judgment of souls? Is this a realistic thing that mm-hmm. can happen at some point in time? A lot of people would say, hell no, it's not. <laughs> but we're trying to be a voice of reason and say, like, yeah, I don't know, man. I want to get right with the man upstairs. I want to dedicate your life more to a pure way. Make it that intention intention is where it's at, you know? Make an intentional decision to embrace grow closer to God. Yeah. And see what happens. And that's what we're trying to do at our church. When seeing what happens really is then goal. No. But it's a start, potentially. It's it's Michelangelo's painting of God touching the man with yeah. fingertips, you know? <laughs> the Sicilian chapel or whatever. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to you know, bring to light is... God, the end, rough as human end. <laughs> The beautiful hand of God and so <laughs> But 
that's a image or a symbol of God touching man, you know, like man's created supposedly in God's image. And, and what you get is a touch. Well, that might be that might be all you need is a touch to progress you into that next step to get another touch and more touches. Yeah. So God is just fondling you and <laughs> and his loving embrace. <laughs> no, not at all. It's sick. It's Catholic Church shit, and we don't support that stuff. <laughs> issues to light here in our sermon and as builds this edifying materials for people edifying it's good it's just bringing good stuff to, to talk about we want to be conscientious of what we're talking about you know like that we're not talking about stuff that's going to influence people people's thoughts in a negative way we don't want to use an unfair advantage see that's what the the media the other news broadcasts out there are trying to do they're trying to take an unfair advantage of you know their approach to try to win you over kind of well yeah no and the videos in a way that really moves you Oh yeah, in the editing cer- of the of the, the material that they show. Yeah, in a certain direction. Yeah, it's totally to uh, manipulate the narrative of what they're trying to s- spin. Yeah. And see the the place of news should be like people who are of God. You know, those are the people that should be bringing the th- things to light. You know that uh, they should be bringing the good news. Yeah, the good. That's ex- preaching the good news, man. That's exactly what it's just about, about, and that's what we're just like trying to get back to the roots of that, dude. Preaching <laughs> the good news, like it's the good news. Like this other news, definitely, man. Like ah, that's that's, that's so good. It's so simplistic, but yet it just hits so the spot. True. It's just like it's like preaching the good news, man. It's just like these people are not preaching good news. They're preaching bias like news and it's not it's a, using unfair advantage to try to like win people over to their ideas and yeah that's just yeah it's not good not good business <laughs>